0: What's poppin' everybody? How y'all doing? It's yours truly the one and only, Big Gator, Gator Love, Gold Chain Gator, Turtleneck Gator, Spiffy Gator, Mr. Where's My Lighter. And you're listening to the Swamp Life podcast. You know, hopefully you guys have had a nice week so far since last hearing my voice. My week's just been kinda yeah. You know, having a second job's extremely tiring. And when it's not As beneficial financially as you thought it was going to be that shit sucks you know it just sucks um so hopefully you guys have had a nicer week than i had anyways um you know something i noticed and i'm sure everyone has noticed this over the years you know social media has grown and everyone's using it now more than they were for example three years ago But it's so crazy how much people lie or make their life seem like something it's not on social media. You know, I know everyone knows this already and everyone I'm sure is aware of how people are flexing on social media. But like, I was just, you know... I don't know why I was just like analyzing shit over the weekend and it's crazy what people will want you to assume their lifestyle is as opposed to what their lifestyle actually is like these people that post pictures at the gym every single day or post a video on their Instagram story or their Snapchat every single day of them working out yet they had the same body they had seven months ago. You know? Like, what are we doing? Like, these same people talk about the moves that they're making. Or what's gonna happen. But it never does. Or where they're gonna go. And it's just like... You know, like, just just deep sigh. You feel me? Because... What are we really... Who is... All that for at the end of the day, you know, that's what I always wonder, like, who do people lie to or who do people lie for on social media or like, who do they lie to for? I'm not, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that shit correctly, but like, who are they looking for validation from when they lie on social media? That's like one of the things I wonder the most. Because a lot of the people I'm talking about aren't getting paid from social media. Like you can disregard all the shit I'm saying. If you're getting paid from social media and making your life seem like something, that's not, I I don't give a fuck. If that's how you're living, fuck what I'm talking about. I'm not getting paid from fucking Instagram. Disregard my opinion. I'm not getting paid from Twitter. So, Hey, do you pimp? But I'm talking about the people with just maybe a couple hundred followers, maybe a couple thousand followers, and they making their life seem like it's so extravagant or they're doing all these things. And in reality, they're not. And I I know this is such a small, simple topic, but it's just one of those things that I think is so fucking crazy because so many people are doing it now, as opposed to a couple years ago, everyone would be like, why the fuck is this new on?" You know what I mean? But now so many people are lying. It's just, it is what it is now. You know? It's crazy. And then... I seen Post Malone's album came out on Friday. I went to listen to that. And... mm, When I heard the album was coming out, I was like, hmm, I wonder what the album's gonna sound like. You know, had my little pre-context of what I was expecting it to sound like and the album sounded exactly like I wanted it not like I wanted it like I expected it to sound and initially I was like thinking that was a bad thing you know but after thinking about it a little bit more I actually think that's a really good thing that I knew exactly what I was gonna get from Post Malone I know he's not going to stray off and try to do some random ass shit on his album. I know exactly what to expect. He might try some new flows or maybe new beats or whatever. But whatever he tries, it's still going to sound very post Malone-ish and very melodic. You know, whatever he puts out is going to just be melodic and chill. So it's just it's cool. I don't think anyone can say it's like a trash album or it's a bad album or anything, but at the same time, I think the negative about knowing exactly what I'm going to be able to expect from an artist is he can never, well, the obvious one is that he can never surprise me with something extremely great, you know? He'll never surprise me and I'll be like, oh shit, y'all niggas haven't heard this shit yet? He went with something completely out of like this is crazy like this is great bruh like he's never gonna give me one of those kind of albums like he's not the kind of artist that i would ever expect something like that from you feel me but i mean at the same time it's still a good album so ah uh, it's cool good's kind of i mean on the scales great good all right we'll put it in all right it's not bad at all it's all right I do think it's an interesting album title, though. "Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Because it fits him. But that's all I really had for that album. It's cool. But... What was bad, nigga. Was this playoff performance by the Oklahoma City Thunder. This whole... This whole playoff performance. Whole playoff performance. But... What I will not allow is for anyone to blame this whole thunder struggle on russell westbrook i'm not tolerating it i'm not tolerating it i will not i will not if anyone watched this season and watched the thunder play they would tell you it's not russell westbrook's fault i don't know who the fuck playoff p is i don't know i this is a fucking emotional subject i'm gonna try to touch this objectively The people who are going to blame Russell Westbrook are going to blame the amount of shots he took, right? They're going to say he took 20, 30 more shots than Paul George. Well, 20 more shots than Paul George, 30 more shots than Carmelo, right? Okay. When he took 20 more shots than than Paul George, Paul George was 2 for 16. Watching the game, you're like, damn... They're supposed to be their two superstars. Why is the first superstar taking 20 more shots than the other superstar? Then you watch the game and you see Paul George getting guarded by bum-ass Joe Ingles locking this nigga down, though. Locking him down, though. Paul George ain't trying to score. He just real life trying to fight with Joe Ingles the whole series. I don't know what Joe Ingles was saying to him. I don't know... I don't know. I don't know what Joe Ingles did, said, or if he was just doing, like, those little aggravating things to where it just pisses you off to the point where you got to react. But watching the series, every chance Paul George got, he would just push this nigga or, like, hit him or something. And it's like, nigga, what are you doing? It's it's stopping you. It, this, he's obviously taking you out your game from scoring. You feel me? He's not putting... You going this aggressively at him isn't elevating your game. It's just deteriorating. it. Same way when Russell went incredibly furious at Russell or fucking, I said Russell again, at Ricky Rubio and just the whole jazz team in general, we lost like that level of aggression is just, it lacks control. And I feel like Paul George throughout the whole series just lacked control. I'm not even. (sighs) Carmelo, I can't even. Honestly, I can't even. I said this probably like my third podcast. When Carmelo's not getting the ball, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's a completely different player, and it doesn't make sense. Like, it, it doesn't even... I understand you are not winning the ball, so you disengage a little bit, but nigga, come on now. Like, he's not getting the ball. He might as well just fucking turn around and not look at the play, bruh. Because he doesn't involve himself at all, nigga. He doesn't motion down. He doesn't make any cuts, set any screens. He doesn't do fucking shit. And people are claiming, like, The Thunder are trying to make him into a Kyle Korver or something like that. When this nigga doesn't move, how are we trying to make him something when he doesn't do anything, when he doesn't have the ball? Can someone explain that to me, please? Someone who who watches basketball, please tweet me. My shit's I am Gator. I want to know. It doesn't make sense. He doesn't have the ball. He doesn't even act like he's going like he's going to get the ball. He doesn't put himself in a position to get the ball. And it's it's one of the most infuriating things I've seen in a playoff series when you're one of the players who the main thing you need to solidify your Hall of Fame career is a ring. The main knock on your whole career is you haven't gone far in the playoffs and you show that weak-ass level of effort in the playoffs, it's fucking mind-boggling. Like... Do niggas not want to win? Like, watching those games, it almost makes it seem like niggas don't want to win. Paul George was just missing shot after shot. Nigga, like... How are... Where did this skill go after game one? And I'm a Russell Westbrook stand, but I'm not going to just excuse Russell Westbrook. We definitely, 100%, 100% lost game three because of Russell Westbrook. I'm mistaken. Game four. <laughs> excuse me. When um he came out and said he, he was going to shut that shit down with Ricky Rubio, that was a fucking lie. Ricky Rubio balled the fuck out. Two games in a row completely took this nigga off guard. He wasn't ready for it. With that triple double, nobody was ready for it. He just, the game plan is to leave Ricky Rubio open to shoot those jump shots. So, him having that triple double was something that they would have just had to eat that first game plan. And they were supposed to switch up some things for the second game plan. But Russell came out just fucking seeing all kinds of red fouling people, just playing overly aggressive, like I said earlier, with just a lack of control. And it was just, he played with a lack of control, didn't have any tempo in the game. And when our point guard doesn't have tempo, we're going to lose. And especially when our, the Oklahoma City's point guard doesn't have a tempo, we're going to lose because he's the only one that can will us back into the game. He was the only person who was even trying to win the fucking series. I need more people to realize Carmelo Anthony's an issue, and not Russell Westbrook. I don't. My name, my man averaged a triple double, and people are still making it seem like he's a problem, and making it seem like he's fishing for stats. When we won 93% of our games when he had a triple double, is he fishing for stats or is he fishing for W's? If damn near every time he gets a triple double, we win. There's correlation and causation. So, what's the real issue, bro? I don't even... Honestly, I don't even want Carmelo Anthony to come back next season. If he's going to play... I don't... I don't know. I don't care. I just don't want him to come back. If he couldn't change his playing style and revamp his game for this team, this season, I don't think he's going to be able to do it a year later. After he already said he's not trying to come off the bench. It just, I don't, I don't see it happening. And as for Paul George. Bro, he, he gotta get his shit together. He has to look in the mirror. There's no way he can just go to LA and make it seem like he's going to be that. And think he's going to be that nigga in LA. And I don't see how people think. Like other fans think he's just going to go to LA and be that nigga. Like that's crazy to me. Uh, like you can blame Russell Westbrook. You, even if you wanted to blame Russell Westbrook for 80% of the loss. Paul George went two for 16 in our last game. He, he went two for 16. He's supposed to be our number two option. And that's not the second time he's had shooting numbers like this. That's not the our first, second or third time that he's had shooting numbers like this. The whole second half of the season where the fuck was Paul George and his shooting numbers and his shooting percentage it just fucking skydived so he can't just I, I don't understand how people can make it seem like it's 100% Russell Westbrook and Paul George damn sure better not, better not make it seem like Russell West, it's all Russell Westbrook if he decides to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder he better address himself looking in the mirror and developing and becoming a stronger player as well The same way Victor Oladipo did when he left the Thunder. And look how hard he was playing on the fucking Pacers. Shit. I'm not tolerating Russell Westbrook's slander, man. That nigga plays with the most effort on the NBA court out of anybody in the league right now. He plays hard. Sometimes it's blind passion and, and the fact that he doesn't trust others to hit their shots. But I'm not giving it... I'm not accrediting it to that... When niggas are going 2 for 16. And Melo's just standing around like he's a fucking... Valet driver. Like what the fuck's he just doing standing around? While I'm on sports, I just want to talk to y'all about the draft and everything. And uh... I think it was incredibly surprising Baker Mayfield went first. Not incredibly surprising, but just slightly shocking. Because... I don't know the Browns GM really likes Johnny Manziel I think that's all this proves more than anything he really wanted Johnny Manziel to be the one I don't think he even this says as much about Baker Mayfield as it does about much as it says about Johnny Manziel because yeah Baker Mayfield's a better thrower but when you think of Baker Mayfield, regardless of what anyone says, he reminds you of Johnny Manziel. That is the was the first he was the first white I don't want to say he was the first white exciting quarterback. But dare I say that in this modern era, he was the first white exciting quarterback who was running, you know, I mean making people miss. in hip-hop culture or heavily involved in hip-hop culture partying with a bunch of celebrities you know what I mean I don't feel like anybody's been doing that since like Joe Namath maybe and like partying like that like Broadway Joe was out here bro and that was before my time so I've only heard about it just slightly but he was really out here doing it and then going to the game on Sunday and throwing touchdowns on your ass nigga so, hopefully, and from what a lot of people are saying, Baker Mayfield is more Broadway Joe than Johnny Manziel. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say that Johnny Manziel is on the opposite. Ah, yeah, yes. Never mind. Fuck. Disregard that. Completely disregard. I was gonna say. Joe Namath's not on one side of the spectrum and Johnny Manziel's on the other, but Joe Namath won the Super Bowl and was out here doing his thing. John uh, Johnny Manziel was trying to do his thing and play football. He couldn't even remember the playbook. So, yeah, you know, there's that. But the biggest thing, the only thing I really cared about in the whole draft was where Lamar Jackson went. Honestly, I'm a Chargers fan, and, yeah, I should have been – way more concerned about where we were picking and who we picked and everything but we picked the best safety in the draft I was happy with that like once we picked the best safety in the draft I believe his name's Derwin James if I if I fucked up Pimp's name I'm sorry but I know he went to FSU and I know he was the best safety in the draft and then that's kind of who I wanted us to pick anyway so once that happened I I didn't really care about the rest of the draft I'm just gonna be a straight shooter with y'all and after that happened, all I was concerned about was where Lamar Jackson was going. And once he got picked by the Ravens, initially, I wasn't feeling it. I was not feeling it. I wanted him to go somewhere where he could be able to sit and learn just the NFL and develop his own playing style for a while. And I just wasn't feeling the Ravens, honestly. It it didn't stick out to me. I, they don't have any playmakers. Who, like Who are their running backs? Who's on their offensive line? Who's on the defense? But then... Like, it kind of dawned on me, the Ravens have been rebuilding over the last two or three years, and they're trying to get Flacco the fuck out of here. They they I, It kind of seems like with the moves they made over the last few years and the people they've been releasing and signing, that they knew that Flacco deal was a bad deal. They knew they shouldn't have gave Flacco all that money. So now they're just slowly, pretty subtly, just all those players and just removing all those all the old coaches and just transitioning from that old style that they had into something new and hopefully that involves Lamar Jackson and developing him as a real franchise quarterback like they should have done with Tyrod Taylor a few years ago because they don't let I don't want people to forget that they had Tyrod Taylor and they could have developed him into a franchise quarterback because he had the skill as well So I think it could be a good fit if they allow him to do his thing and be his own player and develop a system around him as opposed to forcing him to be in a system and be a certain style of quarterback because he was electrifying at fucking Louisville. And I think he was, and I think he threw good enough to be a quarterback. I don't, it's crazy that so many people wanted him to change positions just because he's fast as fuck. He definitely was in. The, he's definitely in the four-three speed. People are saying he might be in the four-two speed, which is the fastest quarterback ever. So he could be real lethal out there, man. I'm, I'm hella excited to see how he's gonna play in a couple years because we know he's not gonna play this year. And if he develops enough, hopefully he gets to play next year. But I really don't want him to be rushed at all. I hella want him to succeed. And even though he's not on the Chargers. I don't give a fuck. I hella want him to be successful and thrive in the NFL and be one of the top tier quarterbacks that people are talking about. And I want all them niggas to be wrong. I want every single one of the people that said he should have changed positions or even said he should change positions just for a couple seasons until he develops into a better quarterback. I want all the niggas to be wrong and I want him to just fucking ball out in the preseason And just ball out when he gets the opportunity to be a starting quarterback in the league. It would be Tad if he got traded to the Chargers and we started that nigga. But that's highly unlikely. And, you know, I'm off NFL now. So one of the things that was almost as disappointing as the Thunder is when something that's slightly nostalgic from your childhood or something like that. Just is kind of shit, like kind of shitty now. And I used to watch Jersey shore faithfully when I was young, man, like faithfully. I love that show. I used to want to go to Jersey shore and everything. Like all that. I wanted to go to the club and fist pump when I got of age and I I haven't really watched the reunion season too much yet. I've seen clips on Twitter and everything. And I was watching the, a few clips from the recent episode that came out. And it was crazy that Ron is still in love with Sam. After fucking damn near 10 years of them not being together anymore. He's still in love with Sam. After... How... I don't I don't know how abuse, like how abusive their relationship was. After how much cheating this nigga did. I just, it's kind of like... Mind-boggling. But it's not even about that. So he has a new girl that he already got pregnant. But somehow he's still in love with Sam. But we're just gonna move past that, you feel me? He's in love with her. But anyways, he got this girl pregnant. And they've been together for a year now. And apparently she still had a video of her ex and her having sex on her phone and somehow this nigga flipped the fuck out now I'm gonna just give y'all the whole situation and then lay it all out I don't know how I would react but I'm just lay it all out for y'all initially it started on their IG stories and everything and then he was said something like you can't turn a hoe into a housewife she replied back "Well, you can't turn a cokehead into a father and then he Now, let me just say, that was a fucking jab, by the way. Like, she fucking decided to just pull the knife out when I feel like he hit her with a a slap and she brought a knife to a a hand fight. But anyways, I don't know how, but apparently he showed up at her house or their house or wherever, their common ground, and she was Instagram-living him because if you've seen Jersey Shore at all, Ron is a hothead, and he low-key gets kind of violent. Not even, like, if I was a girl, I would, like, you know what I mean? I would I would ig live him, too. I'm not even going. He's a big nigga, so. As a woman, there ain't much you could do if Ron was to get gorillaish ish on you. You know what I mean? There's low-key not shit a few niggas could do if Ron was to get gorillaish ish on them. So, a girl would just have to. Take that ass whooping, unfortunately. I'm sorry. There's, like I said, cause there's a few niggas that would just have to take that ass whooping, unfortunately. So, I'm IG live in that nigga too if I was a woman, and he started to like press her, and then he aggressively shows her the video of her and her ex fucking on camera, and then like while she's IG liveing him, so like that's what the camera sees. And he's like, well, show them this, then we'll show them this, and. I just think he handled the whole situation wrong, personally. Like, if it's an old vid, because there's not enough context provided from what was going on. So, I'm just going to try to attack it from all angles. If she cheated, it's a wrap. It's a done data, it's over. Now, I've asked a few people this question on my Snapchat and everything, and the consensus, the only way it's pretty... Cool or not cool, because no one, actually, let me let me just. I asked this question on my Snapchat, and let me just say, a few of y'all is nasty, and I'm here for it. So, um, you know, I don't know if y'all got mans, but, you know, I'm here for it. Anyways, because a few of these women who I asked, I didn't just ask the women, I asked everybody on my snap for the most part, and the women that who I'm calling nasty replied and said. If they seen it, they were just gonna try to top it and make a better video with a man, and and make it so he don't even want that old video no more. And they, so he just deleted. It and I was, just, oh, that's how y'all giving it up. Okay, then you know I'm here for it. Like I said, but most of the men I asked, they said it was a wrap. I'm, they just said it's it's gonna be a wrap. It's gonna be way too hard to continue being in the relationship because that's what you're going to be thinking about in the relationship. Like, there's not a real valid reason of why you have that still in the phone at all. And the only reason that anyone gave that was pretty valid as to why that that would be okay was women have the hella pictures in their phone. And like, if that's something like, like I said, there's not enough context that was provided in the video. So if that's just, you know, a video of her and her ex from, you know, two years ago, three years ago, and she just accidentally skipped over it when she was deleting all their pictures then that's something y'all just got to talk about and make sure that that's not something that she's holding on to that she's missing that old dick you know i mean as long as she ain't missing that old dick you can delete the video we can move past it it's definitely gonna be a little awkward space in the relationship for a little while but it's definitely something you can move past i think now on the opposite side of the spectrum there were a few women who i talked to that they just said it was a rap too and for the same exact reason you know how is it still in your phone it makes them think but damn something kind of just hit me if your significant other had that and you automatically broke up with him it almost makes it seem like you're not secure in your relationship especially if it was an old video you know like, you're not secure in what you have in your relationship. The women I'm calling nasty, it actually... I actually think they're just super secure in what they can bring into the bedroom to where you're not missing anything. It's just something... It's just literally an accident. Now, me personally, I've been trying to think about this when I asked everyone and everything like that, and... um There's a few different ways I would attack this, you know, I would not attack it like Ron at all. I'm not, there's no reason to ever get into a domestic violence situation at all in the slightest. If she doesn't want to give you her phone and take you off IG live, you just got to leave and walk away. You're doing too much right now. You need to clear your head. You got to go. It's just that simple. There's no reason for domestic violence situations at all. Just walk away. Just leave. That's exactly how I feel. But. being all right so they're together for a year now i'm just gonna so let's say it's an old video we're gonna break up or a new video like she cheated we're gonna break up it's an old video like something at the top of their camera roll top tier of the camera roll because they got to be at a certain place of the camera roll for me to be like all right that's old and just all right we can move past that i don't give a fuck i'm sorry if it's in like the middle if it's square in the middle or lower than square in the middle of her camera roll, she gotta go. I'm, I'm not having it. I'm just not okay with it. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. You feel me? But if it's in that top tier, maybe top middle, maybe top middle, not past the the third picture. You feel me? Because I'm going I'm going top left middle, not even just top middle. It can't be. You know what I mean? I need it to be old as hell. But it can still be top tier middle. I'll accept that we could talk about it as long as you ain't missing no. Like I said, we can move past it. But depending on what side, how I was feeling that day, I don't know how I'm I'm gonna be able to just calmly address that. Like, you know, I've never really been. In, I don't know if he like loves that girl. You know what I mean? Because like I said, he expressed how he loves Sam on the show, and then he said he he doesn't even trust that girl. So, I don't, I don't know. And being a nigga with extreme trust issues, like extreme trust issues to where I don't, I literally, I don't, I'm not saying this in any sort of braggadocious kind of way, any arrogant kind of way at all, anything like that. Because I feel like people say this in a way to feel cool or like, you know, elevate their persona in a way or something like that. And I don't mean this in a positive manner at all. If anything, I mean this in a very negative way. Like, I don't trust anyone at all. I don't trust my mom. I don't, like, nigga, I have the worst trust issues of all time. Like, it's fucking horrific. I don't, like, I fucking hate it. It honestly aggravates the fuck out of me. Because I didn't even trust my girlfriend when we were in a relationship. Like... And it wasn't nothing that she was doing to make me not trust her. Honestly, she would do a lot to make me trust her. Mike's girlfriend still does a lot to ensure that I trust her. It's just I have such an issue with trust that it's fucking difficult. Like, I don't even know how to explain this to people. Like, I just started loving her. Like,. <laughs> I've, I don't. I shouldn't even be saying this on the podcast. That's too much. You know what I mean? I don't. You know what I mean? We're not even together anymore. But like, it took me years to actually. You know what I mean? Get to that point. You feel me? So like, that's what I mean by just. I get the fact that he doesn't trust anyone, but in saying all that, I'm saying. Why was he going through her phone and what was he hoping to find? You know what I mean? Because I've been in a long-term relationship. I understand. You kind of just go through your phone. You go, you might just end up going through pictures or whatever. Not even to find anything, but just, like, casually looking. Like, just literally just casually looking in general. So I get how he could, you know, be looking at something. But, sorry, I had to burp. But my thing is, if that's an old video of her and her ex, what like i said that should be in the top tier upper middle so why the fuck was he flipping out so much why was he so insecure in his in her relationship to where he had to commit domestic violence like i just don't understand why people commit domestic violence in general just i feel like that's such a weak thing to do and for a man especially a man of his stature like his physical stature not his economical stature or anything like that just a man of his physical stature to try to assault a woman i just feel like that's so fucking trash i feel like it's so trash for any man to assault a woman but like ronnie's big as fuck dude like that's so whack man and me being in that situation i just if you can't handle that maturely and try to have a conversation like yo do you still miss that old dick cool you do all right well this needs to end like no you don't miss that old dick are you sure you don't miss that old dick all right then like let's move forward and then there's just like a little awkward space like delete the video let's move past it like I wouldn't want her to keep the vid I spoke to a few people and they were cool with it and it's just like you know I might have my own vids you know what I mean but I just like I said, the bottom line in the whole reason I even touched on that is because the domestic violence part of it was just so trash to me. And I feel like Ron is better than that. Even though him and Sam had their own low key domestic violence shit and he threw all her shit outside one time. And I was just like, Oh shit, bro. Y'all know I couldn't get out of here without talking about Kanye. And it's crazy. Cause I'm one of the biggest Kanye fans ever. And I'm not a blind Kanye fan, though. You know, I don't agree with everything he does or says and I don't support everything he does or says. But I do try to give everything he says a chance and I try to approach it with an open eye and just I try to get the message in which he was trying to say or always try to maybe give it another listen or just always give it a chance because he's been my favorite artist since I don't know how long and it's my nigga so I I just try to give it a shot but I don't I don't fuck with the whole Donald Trump thing I wasn't at all and I still don't but I do he did provide further explanation in why he likes Donald Trump and I do I can appreciate that thought I don't support it or agree with it, but I can appreciate that level of thought. He said that he, he likes when an outsider can infiltrate the system the same way he's doing with like the fashion industry, for example. And that's why he can relate to Donald Trump, because Donald Trump isn't supposed to win president. He's not even supposed to be in politics, and yet he's reached the highest level. And that's something Kanye West has been doing his whole career. He wasn't supposed to be the best producer in the world. He wasn't supposed to be the best rapper in the world. He wasn't supposed to be one of the best fashion icons in the world. And that's what he's done over and over and over. And so seeing another person accomplish something that they should have no shot at accomplishing and that everyone was rooting against them to accomplish resonates with him and... When he explained it in that way, it makes sense. You know, I can't knock him for appreciating that. He Charlemagne questioned him about it. He said he doesn't love what he doesn't love Trump. He loves what I just explained, what Trump is an outsider infiltrating the system. And once he explained it that way, it it made me feel a bit better just about him in general and like I said I know a lot of the things he might just be saying or shit like that he might really be a Republican and really fuck with Donald Trump but when he explained it the way he explained it it makes sense and in the interview as well he talked about having the whole breakdown and what caused that and all the things he was going through and it I don't want to excuse it and say it made sense or anything like that but I feel like he had a lot on his plate and anyone could have broken down doing that you know what I mean and apparently he was on well of course everyone knows about the Kim Kardashian robbery now in society today being a man I can't imagine the amount of stress and just what that did to him in general because as the man you're expected to be the provider and the protector and you're just expected to be there and nothing You're not supposed to allow anything like that to happen to her. And then when you can't physically be there and you hire her security and the men you hired had that happen to her, you can't, he couldn't forgive himself. Like I can't imagine the emotional spiral that sent him on knowing he wasn't there for his wife and he couldn't be there for his wife and he couldn't protect her. And she was fucking absolutely terrified and had no one to rely on. Like, and knowing he was supposed to be there. Along with the fact of being on tour four nights a week and just the mental and physical exhaustion that that can cause. It's just... I don't want to say that it's all validated and everything. Because at the end of the day, if he was dealing with this much shit, maybe my nigga should have took a night off. You dig? Maybe he should have canceled one show like, yo, y'all niggas know I got mental health I deal with mental health issues. If we want this tour to continue on schedule and everything, I need to take a night off. I'm going to have to cancel Sacramento. I'll do y'all on Sunday instead. You feel me? He, But he didn't. He kept going on with the show. And then he had that whole blow up with Beyonce and everything. Or not with Beyonce. With Jay-Z and Beyonce. I guess he talked. I Not I guess. I mean, we all heard of him talking about them for 20 minutes. But. Then they addressed Jay-Z and Beyonce not coming to the wedding. And just their whole potential feuds and all that stuff. And... It's... It made sense again, what he said. Because he said it. You know, they have their own issues, their own turmoil and and in Jay-Z and Beyonce, yes. But as... If Jay-Z considered his family, as Jay-Z said, that's my brother. In your guys' turmoil, you don't miss a family member's wedding. And although you're having turmoil, I have my feelings too. And I understand, but I still have my feelings. And at the same time... Those feelings don't just go away. You can apologize or you can give me the explanation... But it doesn't fix the way I felt at that time. And it's just it's like, damn. You know, it makes sense. And just everything in general that he was talking about, about slavery, that's something I don't agree with. Slavery was not a choice at all. I there's All right, I don't want to be attacked for this, but I do feel like he's speaking with a small amount of validity in the point that he was hoping to articulate. I don't think he meant slavery was a choice from day one, but I think he meant, and he did try to use the Harriet Tubman quote that I I freed a thousand slaves and I could have freed a thousand more if they only knew they were slaves. I think the point in which he was trying to make in speaking about slavery and saying that it was a choice is that. After 200, 300 years and after some slaves were freed, why didn't more black people unify in order to be create a stronger bond in order to revolt against the white man? I think that's the only point he was trying to make, but I think in trying to make that point, he ignored all of the outside factors. He ignored all of the outside factors that contributed to black people not helping each other, black people not being able to help each other, and black people not even trying to leave plantations. He only aided, the only thing that aided to his point that I think he was trying to use was the fact, you know, the crabs in a bucket mentality. Everyone knows Everyone knows that back people have the crabs in a bucket mentality and that dates back to being on the plantation, how slaves not appreciating field slaves, slaves snitching on other slaves, hating other slaves for escaping. That dates all the way back to then. And I think that's what he was aiding in or that's the only point that he was using in saying slavery was a choice, but that's not like I said he ignored all of the outside factors and it only makes him look worse when he doesn't properly articulate the points he's trying to make and I think in the interview he did with Charlamagne, he articulated it pretty fucking well because he explains how the way he tries to talk is just with forward thought so in forward thinking so when he says racism doesn't exist or racism is whack and shit like that he's saying it in a future in a how do i properly articulate this in a in the same way that he did with forward thought so that we can exterminate and slowly push racism out so that when we're looking back on this and the things he was saying it's not dated So that it can be listened to and regurgitated and... over the years. As opposed to him talking about racism and racial issues that can only be dealt with or that can only be related to right now. he is. Hopefully that makes sense and... because that's exactly how he kind of said it. I know it makes sense to me, but I don't feel like I'm articulating it the best. Another thing I thought that was really cool is that he, he said he wanted to change the stigma on crazy, which I think is really cool as well. Because he said people take something that's enlightened and when they put it in a different light, they just call it crazy. And that's very true because every genius is called crazy before they're successful. People call Jeff Bezos crazy, Steve Jobs, Walt Disney These are some of the biggest companies ever. Nikola Tesla. Like... Man. It's crazy the stigma that's associated with crazy, but it's... Amazing how... It's amazing how much people don't know and how it just scares people into the unknown can create so much fear in people i think that's that's an amazing thing and as opposed to the unknown creating like a a sort of passion you feel me because when i don't know something and it and i find it to be kind of interesting it does create a passion instead of a fear i'm not scared of it i want to know more i want to learn you dig But although I I would love to agree with more of what Kanye said and out in the public, it's just it's bad that what he did on TMZ today. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it by now, but like I said, he can't go out in public and just say slavery is a choice and just ignore all these outside factors his platform is too big he's gonna be used as a pawn for these white people and I don't know if he cares about, Like, that's what's so weird to me because you can tell he has his own separate agenda that he's pushing with the projects the Yeezy line and all these things that's the only time Kanye comes out of his shell and everything and I have a slight issue with that but at the same time It makes sense, but his agenda is also being used to push another agenda, and I don't think he's recognizing that, and if he is recognizing that, I don't think he gives a fuck about it, and that's what causes a problem for me being a Kanye fan, because I agree with his agenda, but if his agenda is going to be used to push Donald Trump's agenda, then I can't support Kanye West's agenda. And then that puts me in, a, in between a rock and a hard place because I'm not going to support the agenda if it's going to use be used to support Trump's agenda. And I'm going to be not supporting one of my idols anymore and that's fucking crazy. But I hope he, in dropping this music and these projects and the Yeezy line, he disassociates himself with Trump because after articulating that he identifies with just the actions that were done in being able to take the presidency and things like that as opposed to the actions he done while being president if he can disassociate himself with that i can live with that like he he already said that he he went to or he went to meet with Trump so he can try to change Chicago and improve Chicago that's cool man I'm I'm all here for it. But now that Trump hasn't done anything for Chicago and he talks about Chicago like it's fucking Afghanistan, now I'd need Kanye to disassociate himself with that and realize he's being used to push an agenda and just put out some good fucking music. No pun intended. Anyways, man, that's all I got this week. Hopefully everybody had, has a nice week. I'll be back next Tuesday. If you disagree with my Kanye West takes or any of my other takes, let me know. Tweet me. My shits I am Gator. My Instagram is I am Gator. My Snapchat's Gator. Um, have a nice week. I'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning into the Swamp Life podcast.